It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025 Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here in the studio Jim Duffy is still at Hamden Park after watching Aberdeen against Celtic It was one way traffic, Hugh Keevans Celtic yep. are through to the Scottish Cup final to face Hearts yep. And now we open the phones to see what the general public made of it Overall talk big picture to us What did you think today? Neil Lennon got it right Celtic were dominant from the word go They scored good goals from uh, Tom Rogic And from James Forrest In the first half uh, Odson Edbard Stuck his penalty away Efficiently Celtic could have had Six or seven But for Joe Lewis In goal For Aberdeen A black day A day of Inexplicable Loss of discipline The challenge on Ryan Christie By Dominic Ball Is a disgrace The challenge by Lewis Ferguson Is a disgrace on Johnny Hayes And uh, Aberdeen Then lose their manager And assistant manager Up to the stand It is An awful day Someone from Aberdeen Should actually apologise To the Aberdeen supporters For playing No football whatsoever And for A loss of discipline On an industrial And embarrassing scale But Celtic managed The situation Perfectly well Because I think it can be easy sometimes to get caught up in things, you know, uh, when there's ill discipline in a game like balls challenge and and then people try to react to it. Celtic went about their business in the in the correct way uh, and James Forrest, you know, showing quality with the ball with a terrific goal. And then even in the second half where there's further indiscipline from Aberdeen, Celtic kept cool heads and played the game properly and, and managed to create many, many chances and got their rewards from that. So... You know Aberdeen Terrible day for them In terms of discipline And in fact And how they played Really But for Celtic I think uh, It's been a real good day In terms of How the players played How the players Kept her You know Cool When Aberdeen All around them Were losing theirs And like I say For Neil Lennon I think it'll be A weight off his shoulders His team actually Mm. put on a performance And got you know, the goals to back up Gordon DL Safe to say I think most people Were expecting a closer game Than that one yeah, I think um, everybody thought that with the fact that Aberdeen's record down in Glasgow lately has been very good. Derek McInnes, Aberdeen manager, has been talking up all week, uh, trying to put a little bit of added pressure on Celtic and Neil Lennon. But I always thought Celtic were comfortable, Gordon. And I agree with you. If you're an Aberdeen supporter, you travel all that way, you pay that money, I think you deserve a little bit more. 01419511025 We want to hear from you Fans of both teams uh, Neutral observers as well What did you make of it? Let us know John's first up in Shettleston Hi John uh, Hello guys uh, Unfortunately I had to give my ticket away today Because I haven't been feeling well the last two days I'll get well uh, soon John I'm not too bad now after, <laughs> after that performance And I mean performance because As we are all saying before uh, and, uh, The performance isn't the be-all and end-all Winning a semi-final is the main thing But the performance today Was fantastic Never mind nine men Aberdeen could have had Nineteen men on the day And Celtic would have still won that Quite easily And uh, and they're right Hugh uh, The Aberdeen hierarchy uh, And even the players Will need to apologise To their fans For that indiscipline That was out of order And that man Ferguson That was playing a well boy He's only a boy Ferguson playing for uh, Aberdeen Committed seven fouls Before he committed That horrendous tackle there 
and never get spoke to. Well, I get spoke to, but I never get booked. And uh, and it's a horrible tackle. And I've got to say, the apple doesn't fall far for the tree with him. As you think of that. Well, we can leave out his family because none of them touched anybody. Uh, we can just focus on Lewis Ferguson. Uh, his challenge was terrible. Uh, and he was close to the wind all day long and as I said the the one thing that Craig Thompson was consistent with he missed every one of them until he got to the point where he could not avoid it John was happy with the Celtic performance Jim Duffy what what did you make of it because you know because of the nature of Aberdeen's shortcomings today that'll take a lot of the you know the headlines what did you make of Celtic's performance start to finish yeah Celtic were terrific uh, you know they, they started the game very very well which is important but you know people spoke, spoke about whether you know Hayes should play or Sinclair or, or you know, these kind of guys but it stretched the game I mean uh, James Forrest hugged the touchline Hayes hugged the touchline Edward stayed up occupied the two centre backs so it meant that there was a bit more room and you know when you're playing Aberdeen you know Aberdeen are going to be tactically make sure that you know there's a man for man so it made it difficult for Aberdeen to fill all the gaps and at times obviously we've seen the early part of the game with Seminovic and Ayer breaking forward but ultimately you know when um, you know when Celtic did have the opportunities it came from moving the ball quickly from side to side because it's a big big pitch to try and cover no matter how um, you know determined you are to do that so no, I think Celtic got it spot on today and they moved the ball quickly they created them. I mean as you said they've scored three uh, Joe Lewis has got a couple of great saves in the first half from Forrest and Saminovic Saminovic has missed one they've had other chances in the second half you know if, if Edward thought it was um, Motherwell he's playing rather than uh, Aberdeen he might have been hit a couple of better free kicks but uh, generally speaking Celtic were you know as, as um, you know, they were saying there that um, John was saying there it's you know Aberdeen, I don't think, even even with Tim, you can never tell, but Celtic were up for it today. There was no doubt, and they were the, the better team right throughout the game. Uh, and I mean, Jim, the, the moment of quality to open the scoring, because we always talk about first goal, don't we, and how, how important it can be. James Forrest, yet again, underlining the type of season he's had. Yeah, just exquisite. I mean, but his, his movement, I mean, he drops his shoulder, lets the ball run across him, and then he just takes a, a touch to open his body up, and then just caresses it. Just, it doesn't, you know, you know, Mark was a good two-footed player, but, you, you know, you, you'll say to your players on your weaker foot, don't try and smash it. Just make sure you guide it. And it, it caught it absolutely as sweet as you like and gave Joe Lewis no, no chance. I mean, he's an outstanding goal at any level of football. And, but to, to be the opener in the semi-final, it just, uh, you know, put all the pressure. And obviously, it was just after uh, the sending off from Dominic Ball and the injury to, to Ryan Christie. And we hope Ryan's all right because it did look mm. a, a really, really serious injury. So let's hope he's OK. Um, but, you know, that gave Celtic, um, you know, the opportunity to relax at half-time. And as I said, and, and you were all talking, guys. I, I can't remember four sending offs in a semi final. Two, yeah. two staff and two, two players to get four red cards is just the only thing from up here. The Dennett McInnes one was he was trying to convey instructions to the far side of the pitch in Hamden, which, as you know, is a long way away in, in the, the atmosphere and the noise. And he was out the the, the technical area, and he, was, he stepped kind of onto the pitch, not not right onto the pitch, but literally just on the line. And I, I think the fourth official must have said to him, you know, get back in. And he, he obviously he had some sort of confrontation with him. Didn't look too heated, but I'm guessing there was a few words said and the referee was called over and sent Derek McKinnon. So I don't think it was a decision on the pitch because, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, all, all, all day, there wasn't any contentious decisions really for that. I think he was more frustrated to try to get instructions on and step, stepped out and then, and then had a, 
uh, obviously a, a bit of a, a, bit of yeah. a an argument with the fourth official. Uh, John, the subplot all week has been about Neil Lennon. You know what did they need to do today? What impact would the result have had in his future? Is that the best Celtic have played since he came back to the club? It's probably the best Celtic I've played all season, never mind under Neil Lennon. Because the first part of the season we've been awful. In fact, I'll go further to see win this league the way some of the teams are in it and now. You don't have to really play that great. And the way Celtic play now, we can take care of anybody. But I've got to say, uh, although James Forrest was fantastic today, the man of the match must be Bruni because. He shows how to control the game. He shows how to boss a game. And all the young players in the Aberdeen team will maybe see that and maybe grow up and watch that guy and say, maybe that's the way to play it. No, the way to just take, no, no, just try to kick people off the park. Just well, try and boss it. Well, I disagree with I disagree with John a little bit there. I know he's happy at Celtic win tonight. I think Celtic half had better performances, but I thought where I was really impressed with Celtic was second half. It is difficult, we all know, to play against 10 men who just go two banks of four and one up top and say, break us down. I thought they were patient. I thought they moved the ball from side to side. They waited their opportunity. And when that opportunity came, then they punished Aberdeen game over. That That's the thing that impressed me most about Celtic today. Uh, Jim Duffy, I think you, you did agree earlier, didn't you, with uh, John's shout for Scott Brown as man of the match? Yeah, for me, just something because you're up here, you just see... You know, yeah, exactly what John says. How he how he bosses the game, how he demands the game. But the the one thing I will say, Scott Brown wasn't like that when he was a young kid either. When he was nineteen and twenty at Hibs, you know, I, I had a, you know teams again, you know, playing against him. He was a uh, um, you know lost it lost the place at times, and he said they had to learn again. He he, he was probably his mid before he became, you know, a, a little bit. And he still get he still get that in him, but you know. He... Oh. Oh, uh, seem to have lost Jim Duffy We'll try and get him back uh, 01419511025 is the number Let's hear from you Jim Duffy made a point before the game started About game knowledge And he was referring to Conor McLennan And to Dean Campbell And to Lewis Ferguson And their game Lack of game knowledge Was all too apparent today And as he said Scott Brown was a fiery young man Who as the years went by Uh Made himself Absolutely irreplaceable For Celtic at the moment I think Celtic have a massive problem Coming up In the not too distant future Of how to replace Scott Brown Because there is no Scott Brown Mark II On the premises As far as I can see They can enjoy him for the moment Scott is an Aberdeen fan He's somewhere Between Hamden and Aberdeen I think Scott Sum it up for us An absolute disgrace again I think Aberdeen once again under McInnes. He's got he's got the factor of pulling a team together, getting them playing a certain way. But once again today, it just it's embarrassing. You know, we play against Salic and it's man for man. They they just McInnes is his pants pulled down by uh, Lennon. Yeah. And I'm fed up with it. I'm actually just generally I'm fed up. Like McInnes, he's done an absolutely fantastic job, Aberdeen. He's brought us up to a great level. He's done. He brought us a league cup, and he's got us playing the way we're doing. But once again, today it is just it's not good enough. Scott, and, um, could you do me a favour, Scott, and just turn your radio off in the background? I think I can hear it. If you've got the radio off, uh, turn it off for us, please. It's coming back. But um, Hugh. 
I mean, you can you can hear the disappointment in Scott's voice coming yeah. to the game and having to go back up after that. You can go back up the road, as I say, uh, feeling you were robbed, or that you were unlucky, or that you were the victim of something. But Aberdeen have none of those luxuries today, and Scott is simply summing it up from a supporter's perspective. There was nothing to praise the team for. There was nothing to be encouraged by, and it's. The worst visit that Aberdeen have ever made to Hamden for a game of this nature because four red cards have also accompanied a hopeless display on the park. Yeah, Scott, what did you make of the, the two sendings off on the park and the two for your management team? I mean, I left the game at half-time because I simply knew the game was over. I know what Aberdeen are like, I know how we play, and I know the way we play under McInnes, it, it's a simple... A couple of weeks ago we played against Hearts, um, the first half we were, we were brilliant and then the second half we come out and we play a totally different system to how we played in the first half and Hearts go on and they beat us 2-1 because McInnes seems to change I, I, I don't know what goes on in his head but he changes the way they play I, I don't understand what's coming through from him like I said earlier on with McInnes I, I totally accept since he's been at Aberdeen, he has transformed the club from top to bottom as a manager. He has taken us to places that, even as a even as a fan, I thought, oh, okay, you can get to the Europa League. Well, went to Burnley and we competed with Burnley over 90 minutes. We could have beat Burnley, right? But in terms of domestically, this whole in terms of the cup competition, it's poor. Like, once again, it is another semi-final that we have lost. And not lost because we're unconvincing. We've lost because simply Celtic, they voted over us. And that's a fact. So it was so bad that Scott left at half-time, Jim Duffy, so he won't have seen that the Lewis Ferguson sending off, for instance. Um, I can't imagine we'll get many complaints about that one. No, I don't. I don't think there's any complaints about any any of the the, the the decisions made by the referee today. You know, I think actually, the only thing I agree with you. See, see if we had a booked Lewis Ferguson early on, <laughs> it might have it might have calmed him down a little bit. But uh, the fact is, he didn't he didn't get booking any, and then it was a it was just a, a, a horrible challenge. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And I mentioned before the game, obviously, he does have a, a, an edge to him, but. You know, the, the, this type of game and this type of profile and the kind of criticism you'll get for that might just be, you know, the the, the, the thing that, uh, that that kind of calms him and, say, and understands that he can be a good player, you can be competitive, but you just can't cross the line. What about overall, Scott's point, Jim? I mean, how does this reflect overall on Derek McInnes? Scott is, is full of praise for the way that he's transformed the club, um, but, you know, he's not too impressed with what he's just witnessed. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, it's like anybody you'd be frustrated today with the performance. It was an inept performance that you know they just didn't turn up, and uh, and obviously the indiscipline doesn't doesn't help. But you know, I've said as much as you know, everyone knows the strength in Celtic. You know, Hugh had mentioned the, the the clubs that have won the Scottish Cup over recent years have won the League Cup. Um, you know, and, and whatever guise of sponsorship it has been over the years, and Aberdeen have only won one piece of silverware, but they finished second was it four years in a row. So to, to you know to do that, listen, has been terrifically consistent. And um, you know, I think uh, you know if you look at the players they've lost, and then I think Derek said before the game it's about his fourth 
sort of rebuilding team, then that is difficult. But I, I still think you would expect Aberdeen to have a little bit more in terms of uh, silverware uh, during that period. And it'll be 20, uh, I said it'll be, it'll be 30 years next year or 20 years, sorry, by, by the time by the time uh, anything comes up. So, you know, they've got to they've got to look to try and see if they can go over this, um, you know, very important hurdle. But listen, take nothing away from Celtic. Celtic were terrific today. They, they really were. And, you know, as Gordon said, it's not easy when teams just sit in and, 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 and condense the, the pitch. You know, you've got to make sure that you create those chances. And Celtic done that um, in abundance today. We, we have these similar conversations. On you go, Scott. Sorry, if you want back in, on you go, Scott. I'm just saying once again, like, people say about teams sitting against Celtic, right? Aberdeen, once again, have sat in today, right? I don't think that is a, a problem sitting against a team. Like, but Aberdeen, they know they can they know they know can counter. They know they can do that. And once again, we have sat in against Salic. And we've let them run over the top of us in games. And it's just... I, I, I'll never criticise the job that Derek McInnes has done, right? Because he's done a fantastic job at Aberdeen, but now... We've got the crossroads. Is it a case of does he move forward or does he move on? And I'm not saying that I, I want McInnes to leave because I do. I think he's done a brilliant job already. But at the same time, like what now? Like what? What is his? What in his head? What is he thinking? What? What is our ambitions every season? Well, it's certainly a watershed moment. Scott's right. They've come down here on many occasions. And they have been unlucky on occasions And on other occasions they haven't risen to the demands of the day But this was the bottom level This was the scraping of the barrel And for the remainder of the season They've got to make sure they finish above Kilmarnock uh, They have got to lift themselves off the floor Because this was a horrendous performance A horrendous day uh, and we'll see how they are next Saturday when the league resumes But Scott's right, you can't come down to Glasgow 30 years since you won the Scottish Cup And deliver mm. a performance as awful as that one It must be a tricky one though Gordon Because yes, the 30 years thing doesn't <laughs> sound great I, I will not even attempt to sugarcoat that But if you take them, and certainly in Derek McInnes' time, isolated that, That's four against Celtic Celtic haven't lost a cup game in three years, so surely there, there's no there's no shame in in that. Albeit the thirty years isn't great, but there's, there's no shame in losing I, to Celtic I in these games. I certainly don't think there's any shame, Gordon, because Celtic on their day are the best team in the country by a mile, and capable of you know beating you quite easily. I think for Scott to come all the way, and I don't know, I'm just guessing he's obviously lives in Aberdeen, coming all the way down there. Paying your money, your petrol, everything, your day out, taking your time out. And because your team has let you down that badly, you've left at half time. It says it all for me. You're a supporter, you want to go down there. And you can understand if you can walk away from Hamden and say, do you know what, guys? We gave everything we possibly could. Unfortunately, on the day, Celtic tactically got it correct. And they were too good individually. You can accept that, Gordon. But for two red cars... Lack of discipline Your manager getting sent off And your assistant manager I think Aberdeen Have let their supporters down 01419511025 Do you agree or disagree With what you've heard so far? Why not let us know? You can tweet at Clyde SSB as well And remember We'll be hearing from both managers as well After they play You have your say 
951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale and Jim Duffy Here with me Gordon Duncan Taking your calls until 5 o'clock So get them in all the thoughts after the big game at Hamden Which saw Celtic run out 3-0 winners Doesn't really tell the full story though Derek McInnes was sent to the stand Tony Doherty was sent to the stand Lewis Ferguson was sent off As was Dominic Ball It was quite the afternoon Hugh Evans. Giving Celtic absolute praise The manager chose the right team The team performed perfectly well And were worthy, emphatic winners But it's almost hard to analyse their performance properly Because Aberdeen were hopeless They were never in the match at any stage Scott Bain has not had a single save to make I can't remember an Aberdeen shot at goal in 90 minutes So it's it's almost difficult to analyse properly the Celtic performance Let's speak to Paul and Kirk and Tillich. Hi Paul uh, Hi Gordon Hi guys Hello Hi guys uh, As you can expect I was delighted with the Celtic performance today uh, This must be another uh, Boost it was Neil Lennon getting the job Surely it must be If you're Dermot Desmond And Peter Laurel Thinking about candidates Are you going to take a punt on somebody? Or are you going to go with the guy Who knows what it's all about Who's delivered uh, for these next two seasons? I mean, uh, everybody was talking about the performances, and some of the performances have not been great. But Neil Lennon's come into a difficult situation. Today was a really good performance, but it's not been the only good performance. They played excellent against Hibs as well. So I think the players also owed Neil Lennon a bit of performance. Uh, a thing as well that I think that's maybe been overlooked is since Neil Lennon's come in, uh, Celtic's discipline has been excellent. Uh, even in the Rangers game. Their discipline has been really good Which Neil Lennon is big on As he got that from Martin O'Neill uh, And I just think that If you were to give somebody else the job I know Celtic have come out and said it But any other the jobs mm. Any other names that have been mentioned What a chance you're taking I really think Dermot Desmond must be thinking This this is the man This is the guy that I'm going to, I'm going to go with Jim Duffy Neil Lennon was distancing himself From the the implications That today's result could have on his job But now that it's all said and done And the dust has settled after the game Yeah, it has to be another tick in his box Yeah, I mean we said at the start of the game But before the game That it'd be unfair to be judged Just on one tournament Because the league's all but wrapped up But Paul's right You know, he, he's done everything he can possibly do You know, they're unbeaten under Neil Lennon You know, they've had a couple of performances that are Not brilliant But, you know, yeah, you're right Hibs I think the first half against Rangers um, You know, today You know, there has been some really good performances In amongst that as well But the most important thing is <laughs> Being successful And that's what Celtic have always been about Looking to see how successful you are um, But I still believe that Celtic, as a as a global club, have to make sure that they they keep their eyes and ears open to who might take them to the next level. I, I don't think it's a punt if you take a top class manager. I mean, it wasn't a punt to take Brendan Rodgers. So, I agree with Paul. If you're you're looking about at some other kind of maybe candidates that are further down the line, but if a top class manager became available, then Celtic would have to seriously consider it. But at this moment in time. Neil Lennon is definitely in pole but position. But if you've got a manager who's came in, and and say he goes to the end of the season, he doesn't get beat. You know, he, he wins the cup. Why would you get rid of him? You've you've got a guy you know in there who's doing the job, taking over from a guy who won everything. You've got a guy who's came in six. Uh, well, what was that? Maybe a three three month period, two and a half month period, and continued that to then get rid of him and get uh, even if it was a top class manager. 
he may be a top class manager But you're upsetting uh, You know What's went on before Neil Lennon's just I know it's not the same style of football But He's still winning but do you know the thing, And that's Do you not thing. think For the Celtic fans Mark That the board Have a right to sit down oh, I'm, I'm not I'm, Listen If Neil Lennon gets a job I'll be delighted for him I'm really You know I, I like Neil Lennon as a guy Now I, I, I don't like the He came into a difficult situation No he didn't No he didn't Because He was out of a job He'd left Hibs he came into a team that was eight points clear, had won, had won the League Cup, was in the quarterfinal of the Scottish Cup, and had a squad, if you look at their bench today, full of riches. That's not a difficult situation. Sorry, can I come back in there? On you go. He also came into a squad who at least half of them were injured. And Brendan Rodgers was worshipped by the fans and... <laughs> The players were so used to him, Gordon So mm-hmm. I think he did come into a difficult situation I also think that You can start to see now I've never saw Johnny Hayes playing a game like that for Celtic in my life Or Simonovic He's man management skills there as well To, to bring the best out of players So I think, I think I know what you're saying He did come into the, the, the best squad in the country by far But a squad that wasn't used to him A squad that probably heard things about him Where he was a hothead He, he got Hibs got rid of him basically because he's he's maybe he's hot headed attitude, but no, I, I think he did come into a, a difficult situation, but he's delivered him. I do nothing but wish um, Neil Lennon all the very best. I said that for me to get the job, it had to beat Aberdeen because I'm very confident Celtic will go on now and win the treble treble. Uh, Jim Duffy We do have some Breaking news from Hamden And that's that Neil Lennon's given an update On Ryan Christie He was conscious at half time Either a broken eye socket Or fractured cheekbone Says Neil Lennon So I don't think we need to Speculate too much On the nature of the injury It was clearly a serious one And we wish him well Yeah I mean I've had a fractured cheekbone myself uh, I know it's a very very painful Thing to have and as I said at the time, it just looked a horrendous, um, you know, accident. Or yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's deliberate. I don't think he's, he's obviously not tried to hurt the player. He's just followed through, and and, and that's that's the, that's the nature where you pick up the other card. But certainly, um, you know, looking at it, you know, it didn't look good. And and, and likes of, likes of that, that'll rule him out for probably well, definitely would rule him out for the rest mm. of the season, including the cup final. So that's a sad ending to Ryan Christie's season. But um, you know, uh, obviously the the, most, the biggest concern was the the health. The player, and uh, hopefully he'll recover soon. But um, from Celtic's point of view, yeah, they've got plenty of other options to go on the pitch. But um, Ryan Christie will definitely still be a miss. Part of the indiscipline today was the sendings to the stand of Tony Doherty first at halftime, and then Derek McInnes. On the Tony Doherty one, Jim, we're left to assume. So forgive me if I'm wrong, but because of when it came, you're assuming it's on the back of the Dominic Ball sending off. Um, did you notice anything at the time where Derek McInnes and, and Tony Doherty? In serious protest against that I decision. Serious protest, but all the players thought it was a an accidental clash. That, that's what they thought. And and uh, listen, if you're sitting down the dugout and you see two players going, and then in that split second, it might look to you as if it's a a split second away from a um, you know a challenge. And 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 that and that you know maybe that's what they thought. But from even I'm up in the stand here, and I, I looked at it and. I know myself and Mark agreed. I just felt he didn't need to go through like that. I, I felt as if Ryan Christie was so far ahead and was always going to win the ball. You just turn your body a little bit and then just jump past him. That's all he had to do. I think he had made his mind up he was going to go for it and decided to stay with it. And on the back of the, the silly yellow card he picked up anyway, then I don't think there was another option for, for Craig Thompson. I think it was the only option he'd left him. Yeah, it's just a, a regrettable <coughs> lack of judgment on Dominic Ball's part. He's on a yellow card. 
He must know that the nature of his challenge is going to get him sent off. There's the usual feigning of surprise and shock and horror when the, the card goes up in the air, but he must have known and he could have pulled out of it and he didn't. Uh, Cautious Dave is on Twitter. Remember, you can contact us that way at Clyde SSB. He says, James Forrest, player of the year, winner today, winner against Rangers, destroyed St Johnston in Perth twice, openers at Tynecastle, Easter Road, and Kilmarnock. And two assists against Rangers So he's drawn up a bit of a, a list Gordon Well I said it during the show I said it on Thursday night When Fraser Wishart was on here And when we were having a chat about it Gordon I just think he's added so much to his game um, You know there's times where Sometimes it's flat And he just Like today The minute he gets that ball He turns on his left foot And Mark's right He's obviously working on his game his weaknesses and his one of his biggest weaknesses was his left foot. Certainly wasn't a weakness uh, this afternoon. Have you seen him develop, Mark, from the player you played alongside who played in front mm-hmm. of you? In fact, because Jim Duffy, when he was praising the goal earlier, talks about you know receiving it on on that sort of half turn, yeah. rolling over and onto his left foot. That's it's not something you associate with a winger. You know, and James Forrest used to be this guy that just stuck out on that that just, right touch uh, line. Listen, that was that was his bread and butter when he was a young kid. And Neil Lennon, it was Neil Lennon who gave him his chance, brought him through, believed in him. But um, yeah, James was it was always a player on the touch line, great at running players, but would very very rarely come inside. Would very rarely take up that number ten role as well to find the ball uh, and where he scored his goals against Hibs and the goal today. Very rarely do that, but it's obviously something. That came into his game with Brendan Rodgers And he's became more and more comfortable with it Even his assists I've said on numerous occasions James was always a player who Would run as fast as he could to the touchline And try and whip in a ball Now if anybody can tell you how difficult that is to do at pace I mean it's so hard So he slowed himself down And he's he started to cut things back Instead of just hanging things up So he's just got more and more uh, You know added more and more to his arsenal But the one good thing is He's playing under Neil Lennon, who he'll love playing under before. So I don't think that's a player who has any problems with a change of manager. He knows exactly what Neil wants from him, and he's delivering. Douglas is in Denison. What's your point today, Douglas? Hi, Banner. How are you doing? Good, right? thanks. Yep. I was at the game. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's like to obviously echo everything that's been said previously with regards to sort of Neil Lennon. Um, I've seen a lot of Celtic fans this week on Twitter. Sort of saying that they don't fancy him as a manager, but you know he's taking a bit of stick. But I think in terms of today, credit where credit's due. Um, I think, you know he's, he was the sort of first chance that he's had to pick from a full comp players. I think he got his spot on. Um, your previous caller there mentioned Johnny Hayes. I thought Johnny Hayes today was absolutely outstanding. One of the best games I've seen him have at Celtic. Uh, but my point, question, if you like, is actually with regard to James Forrest. Um, you mentioned there his development as a player. He's, He's a real deal now, you know, he's one of the most important players in that team. I just wanted to say, you know, the guys talking about Ryan Fraser earlier and his value now. See if James Forrest is English and he's playing for a team like Bournemouth or Crystal Palace or whatever. What do the guys think he'd be worth? And, like, where could he end up? Because, see, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves playing up here. I really don't. Jim Duffy. Yeah, he's all right. You look at the credit player in Scotland, that's just the nature of it. We've seen it time and time again. I mean, you know, there's umpteen players we could mention down south who go for fortunes, and yet Scottish players, you know, don't, don't you know, wouldn't, wouldn't even a player like James Forrest wouldn't command that type of fee. I, I, I agree that, uh, you know, if you compare him with likes of Ryan Fraser and all this kind of, we're talking about Ryan Fraser going to Arsenal, would Arsenal sign James Forrest? 
probably not. But, you know, he's he's matured. I, I, what is he, 26, 27 now or something like that? I'm not 100% sure what age he is. But and like Mark said, it's taken him time. He's had to learn the game. He's like a bit like Ryan Sterling down south. You know, he's only a winger now. He's scoring goals for fun. You know, Scott Sinclair scoring goals. You have to learn the different positional um, places to pick up, you know, the areas to pick up, the timing of your runs, you know, because when he was in, initially was a winger, people would just start doubling up on him. So he didn't, he, you know, he couldn't just knock it past him, as Mark says, and, and deliver it because they were doubling up. So he then had to say, wait a minute, mm. I'll need to move now. I need to change my role. And, and then that's what wide players do, do now. They, they play the in-between full-back and centre-back. And, um, you know, he, he's become exceptional at it. Not just this season. I mean, he's, he's I think he was maybe 12 or 14 goals uh, the, the year before. And he, he, he's, just, he's just adding more and more to his game. And that's just come with maturity, experience, knowledge and confidence. But I agree, yeah. Yeah, I mean he wouldn't. He wouldn't if he was playing for a even a mid-level uh, Premiership team down south. It would be worth probably twice his value as he would be in in Scotland. So um, yeah, that's just the nature of playing for in Scottish football, I'm afraid. This is Justin. Here's what Neil Lennon had to say. Well, it's certainly the best the team's played in, in the time in terms of started the game very very well on the front foot, created good chances. You know, we could have been one or two up. I thought. You know, obviously Joe Lewis made a great save from Joe's, but from from the corner we should have scored. And then Johnny's got in and sort of mishit the shot. So for me, that's probably more than we created in the whole first half against Aberdeen at Celtic Park. So there was a change, a sea change in um, in the mentality of the team going into the game. We didn't let Aberdeen get settled into their defensive shape very often, and we crossed the ball a lot more. We put the ball in the good areas. Again, that pleased me. And uh, there was good in, intensity to our play. Obviously, people talk about the sending off. But for me, it is a second yellow. It's it's a real t- bad one. I don't think there's any real intention from Dominic to hurt Ryan, but he's late in the challenge, and um, you know, unfortunately, we've lost Ryan. To a, could be potentially a very bad injury. How is he? He was conscious at half time, um, so we're not sure whether it's a broken eye socket or a fractured cheekbone. Co- according to the medical team, we're hoping he'll be fit for you know the cup final when it comes around. So he. he we're looking at maybe three to four weeks out. It's something that no one wants to see. No, we heard, both myself and Derek heard the, the crack. So it was a hell of a challenge. And again, I pushed no no real intent from Dominic. He was, he was just late. What does it mean to you to get into that? Uh, it's, it's tremendous. It's a, a brilliant feeling because there's a lot of pressure this week. You know, pressure that I haven't really experienced before and, and the circumstances of the job and... It can be quite awkward. Um, so, really pleased with the, the performance, first and foremost. Felt more like it today, rather than being, you know, slow and pedestrian. We, we played with a lot of attacking intent, so I'm delighted with that. And delighted we negotiated a very tough game under a lot of scrutiny. Well, you we see, before the game, Neil said that it's not about me, but now he can tell the truth and say, yeah, felt a lot of pressure this week. Uh, and... That's why it's such a good day for him in particular and for the Celtic team in general. They have brought to the game a more attractive style of play than at any other time since Brendan Rodgers left and Neil took over. So, real good day for Neil. So, Neil Lennon there acknowledging that it was accidental from Dominic Ball, but he thinks it clearly was a second yellow and a red card. Derek McInnes has had his say on the incident and we'll bring you that next. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. 
Into the final part of today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Jim Duffy, Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale all still here um, We're going to bring you the thoughts of Derek McInnes very soon indeed uh, Let's quickly speak to Thomas in Barhead Hi Thomas Good afternoon boys um, I'm going to change the habits of a lifetime I always phone about my own team And I'm not going to phone about another team But I'm going to phone about another manager Am I missing a trick? I remember when Derek McInnes was quoted for the Rangers job I prayed that he wouldn't get it Because to me Derek McInnes is the Emperor's new clothes of Scottish football I just don't get the press that he gets When you look at the t- his tenure at Aberdeen Most of which was spent um, after Rangers implosion when basically he's only had one team to compete with. Now, when it comes to a league title race, you know, I can understand, although Ronnie Delia handed him chance after chance to at least challenge Celtic and every time he failed at that hurdle. And he always fails at the big hurdles. He just seems to be, in a boxing, to use boxing jargon, a permanent second prize merchant. He hasn't got the big game mentality. And I'm not just talking about today. I'm talking about his entire tenure, which results really in one League Cup win against Ross County on penalty kicks. Yet this guy gets positive press, is quoted for jobs. Uh, what's he done? Well, Thomas, to be fair, I'm sure if you ask Derek McInnes, and I can't really speak on his behalf, but if you're asking about big game mentality, you'd have to include games like Ibro- at Ibrox in the previous round against your team, would you not? Uh, of course, and that seems to be his raison d'etre. It would appear to be that if he beats Rangers, then all things are good. But I remember Graham Sooner saying once, and I know they get lambasted for it, but the actual fact is probably right when he said, I would rather lose four games to Celtic and win the league title. And I mean, surely he would rather lose to Rangers and at least get one piece of silverware. Or is that is, is that is, is that his reason d'etre winning against Rangers? Well, the second, the second caller we had on tonight was Scott, an Aberdeen supporter, who was, of course, disgusted and left at half-time. But he did pay tribute as an Aberdeen supporter to the job that Derek McInnes had done at Pataudry. I don't think he's a bad manager. I think he, he has arrived at a stage where the Aberdeen fans might be, like yourself, wondering, is this all there, there is to it? A one League Cup final win on penalties? But to remain the best of the rest behind Celtic when Celtic are absolutely carrying all before them you have to give them some recognition for that it's only now we've got Steve Clark who's emerged uh, who's taken a club up to that level of consistency and performance uh, so I don't think he's a bad manager he's had a rank bad day uh, and it's not been a vintage season for Aberdeen but he has done a job there on let it be said A very small budget People might think that Aberdeen have a Well compared to Celtic yeah, anyway Yeah a, a fraction of what Celtic and Rangers have to spend hey Jim Duffy What do you make of Thomas's point there? Yeah I mean I think Thomas has got some valid points there In terms of how people perceive success You know and, that, and that's always the case It doesn't matter which manager you look at Sometimes well, that, he, he seems to be you know, a little bit more uh, getting a little bit more publicity than, than perhaps other managers do but you know Derek's job you know was to try and compete um, try and get into Europe and that's what he's done he, he's, he's competed remarkably well as I said he doesn't have the luxury of you know cherry picking they, they have a a decent, you know, wage to pay Aberdeen, but but nowhere near, you know, some other clubs. And uh, you know, so I think he's done a very consistent job there. I really do. Yeah, silverware will always be the mark, um, you know, to try and, and and he'll be disappointed as anybody that he hasn't picked up at least one other trophy. 
but I think that he has been his, he has has had to, had to rebuild that team probably two or three times uh, in, in his tenure and always managed to find consistency sometimes not always as pleasing on the eye particularly when you lose goal scorers and that they're hard to find but um, you know you look at his team this year and although yeah they're still to fight with with commander Sam Crosgrove's a young player we had with Campbell today Ferguson McLennan he's on Bruce Anderson that started the season as a loaned on Fairman there's, there's a lot of young players there that he's trying to develop and, and again like any manager that takes time so no I, I think he's a good manager He's tactically normally very good when it comes to the big games. But he, today, listen, they, they, they didn't have... Uh, Graham Shinney, their captain, didn't have Gary Mackay, Stephen, didn't have Now McGinn, got a player sent off. So, you know, there, there was some mitigating circumstances today and they were up against the best side in the country. I mean, Thomas, you are right because you can always want more. You can want more silver, really. You can want to be better. But if Derek, if Derek McInnes' main failing is that he can't beat the, the biggest and best team in the country, it's not a great deal to hold against him, is it? No, again, I'm not holding against him. And it's like the boys are saying there, you know, they're saying his praises and they couldn't have done much today. And again, my call's not specifically about today. It's in general. I mean, Hugh actually almost makes my point when he quoted Stevie Clark. Now, they're talking about Aberdeen's budget, which is obviously nothing compared to Celtic. But Stevie Clark, in the two years that he's been in Kilmarnock, has taken them from basically relegation candidates to challenging for a place in Europe. Um, if I'm not mistaken, was it last year that if the season had been January to December, Kilmarnock would have won the league or something? That you know, yeah. a remarkably, he's, he's taken them from nothing in a very short space of time. And if he he won't stay there forever, obviously, but if he was to, were to stay there, then I think Kilmarnock could seriously challenge for silverware. I never think at any time that Aberdeen under Derek McInnes will ever they'll come up to the semi final, possibly a final. He lacks big game mentality, and I don't mean big game against Rangers or you know semi-finals, etc. I mean when it comes to the crunch, um, he always has found short. I think tactically he is naive, especially against a Celtic or, or in the bigger games. And I think I, I just surely he doesn't want just to be judged in his games against Rangers. Stevie Clark, a candidate for but, manager. But in terms of Stevie Clark, I don't see Stevie Clark taking Kilmarnock to the the final or or. Or even the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. That's the thing with Derek McInnes. Although he's not winning it, he he's still, you know, able to get Aberdeen there in the big showpiece occasions, and that's why a lot of Aberdeen fans will love him. A lot like um, who was it? Was it Scott going up the road? Will have problems because he can't get them over the line, but he's getting them there. I mean, and that that'll be enough for some Aberdeen fans that he's getting them to finals. He's he's beating Rangers at Ibrox. You know, he's. He's getting a wee bit closer to Celtic, not today, but getting yeah. a wee bit closer to Celtic in these things. So things like that go for a manager when you're getting them to finals. OK, let's hear a bit from Derek McInnes. Here's what he had to say after the match. Um, that was a frustrating day for all of us. Um, I've been sent off as well for being frustrated. Um, and for that, I apologise and, and I'm wrong and I'll take my punishment. As well, young Lewis and we'll, we'll learn from it together. Was your reaction due to some sectarian abuse you were receiving from the Celtic fans? Um, well, I and I'd let it go the first time, but it was, um, you know, I shouldn't react. You know, I shouldn't react, and I'll take my punishment. Uh, and I was wrong to do so. I should be better than that. Um, um, but went to see if everybody gets punished for instant. Um, but I shouldn't have reacted to it. I've, it's, I've heard that song a hundred times aimed at me, and I've never reacted to it. 
So I think the frustration maybe for the game has played a part in that. Um, so the referee or the fourth official deemed my reaction a red card offence. If it is, it is. Um, uh, and I'll take my punishment for that. No. First of all, we haven't heard what was directed towards Derek McKinnon. Well, when he says that song, it's the yes, song. It's yes, the same song that they yes, all sing about opposition it, it, managers. It's the cheer up song. Uh, now, unfortunately for those of us who live in the west of Scotland, sectarian abuse is a way of life here. No, for some. For some. And it affects uh, the two biggest clubs more than any other. Uh, why you would want to taint a day of such superiority on Celtic's part by aiming that particular song at the opposition manager, I do not know. But there are lots of things that have gone on this season that have left us all perplexed with regard to fan misbehaviour. So if he has overreacted to that, then he's only human. And as he said, he's heard it directed towards him many, many times. But today, on top of being comprehensively beaten on the park, he's let it get the better of him. So he's man enough to say that he overreacted and he'll accept his punishment. Um, I'm not quite sure what he means by we'll see who else is punished. Um, you know, that, all, that no Celtic player or management uh, person can be blamed in any way. I think maybe uh, Hugh, maybe he's thinking maybe some of the supporters will get punished. Yeah, but Jim, you know, mm. it, it goes on, and mm. you know, how do you how do you punish mm. the supporters? You, you can't close a bit of Hamden because. Uh, some Celtic supporters were foolish enough to sing that particular song. Well, I mean, but the police can can take action against that. That's, well, that's what if, happens. If they, if they look at CCTV or do whatever they want to do, as I say, this has been a perplexing season uh, for misbehaviour by supporters, and that's why uh, I said on yesterday's program, I think Anne Budge is the person of the week because she put class before cost, and she did close a bit of time castle rather than have that kind of behaviour. Sully her club's name anymore So uh, I feel for Derek McInnes As I feel for Stevie Clark For what he had to endure In the earlier part of the season It is part of life here For some people Deeply, regrettably It is part of life for some people Yeah, I totally understand And uh, the frustrations And Derek's big enough And man enough to own up and say Well look, I shouldn't have let that get to me It was such an important game for him he knows he's let himself down. He knows he's let his players and his family, eh, family, sorry, his club down. So he'll be really disappointed with that. And I think the overall day for Aberdeen was really disappointing as well. But it's all to do with Celtic. I think they started the game fantastically well. And Neil Lennon, well done to him because he was under a little bit of pressure and he's dealt with it. Listen, the supporters need to stop us now. I mean, enough's enough. How how many times do we need to go over this and with different managers? And, and Derek, you know, spot on there. He, he shouldn't react to it, but the frustrations of the game. But he's man enough to admit to that. But we need to, you know, come up with something to deter this because, once again, I think it was Hugh that said it there, it should be a happy day for Celtic where they go and win a game of huge importance where there was huge pressure on the players and manager and they do mm. it in one of their most convincing performances under Neil Lennon Yet there's accusations of this singing again We are seeing a change in the environment though Hugh because De- And Derek McInnes ha- highlighted that himself He says he's heard it a million times It's been directed yeah. at him so many times But but now people are choosing to call it out And by the way I'm, I'm not saying that that's, that's clearly a good thing But there's a, there's a change in the environment now About the way we handle these things We have to do as best we can Where this particular 
element of the game is concerned You know, Anne Budge is quite right to say Right, close that section Because there are things flying out of there That I don't want to see uh, Clubs, Motherwell, Alan Burrows Took the same action with the lighter throwers And all the rest of it Informed the police of who was responsible Supporters now have to understand That they're under surveillance Because it's their own fault But overall, in the bigger picture I'm sure we'll get back to that And other issues tomorrow See us out for the evening, Hugh Keevans Big day for Neil Lennon The best football that Celtic have played Since he succeeded Brendan Rodgers He's interim manager How far along the road has that taken him Towards becoming permanent manager It's now Celtic Hearts In the Scottish Cup final on the 25th of May An old-fashioned occasion Celtic have beaten Hearts This season They've also beaten Hibs and Aberdeen along the way To get to Hearts in this final It will be the day when the treble treble Comes up for grabs It's a big afternoon for Neil Lennon And for those Celtic players Thank you Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Jim Duffy Big thanks to you for all your calls and tweets And keeping us company The UK Chart Show is up next And we are back tomorrow at 6 Let's get you on the beat Let's get you jumping over waves Let's get you having the time of your life Your perfect beach holiday is waiting at onthebeach.co.uk. Choose from thousands of amazing holidays. Book now with a deposit of £30 per person and even spread the cost until two weeks before you fly. Onthebeach.co.uk. At all protected. T's and C's. Initial deposit and fee of £4.95 per payment may apply. Doing good feels good. That's a fact. We know it's true because when you buy Isla Farmer's Milk, you're giving an extra 25%.